This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. Hey, Happy New Year, everyone. Matt, it is great to see you here this morning to start a new year. I'll tell you, there is no better way to start the new year than together as a community of people with Christ in the center. That's good stuff. How many of you stayed up uh, last night and watched the ball drop in Times Square? Okay. Uh, Paul, were you just rubbing your head or you... Alright, there you go. You know what, it, uh, there's something that happens in life, I don't know, it's a rite of passage, where you kind of just look at the clock and you say, you know, I'm going to bed. <laughs> right? You know that, don't you? Yeah, you really do. But you know, I did stay up last night just briefly to watch it. And I was watching one of the news channels and they had a live thing from uh, Times Square and something really struck me I want to share with you this morning. The Lord just placed this on my heart. I've been thinking about it um, really all during the night. It's been on my mind and my heart. They had an artist on a, on a platform and she was singing songs to bring in the new year. And then right before the ball was to drop, she said, you know, every year we sing this anthem. And uh, as we sing it, you need to know if we would just live this, it's the answer to everything. You know what the song was? Imagine by John Lennon. So it starts out talking about, you know, imagine there's no heaven. You know? Goes on to say, imagine there's no religion. Right? Just all the people loving each other. It's just going to be good. And I thought about that. I thought about, here is this platform with this artist, and she was singing this, and there were literally tens of thousands of people in Times Square and they were bringing in the new year imagining those things as if somehow that's going to make the world a better place. Well, thinking about that, it reminds me of C.S. Lewis. Now, you know he was an academic uh, he had a dramatic conversion to faith in Christ and uh, devoted the remainder of his life, right, to, to writing and being an apologist and all these things. And he tells a story about one of his academic cohorts. And he says, uh, when he died, he had placed on his headstone the epitaph, here lies the body of an atheist, all dressed up, and nowhere to go. And you know what Lewis's response to that was? He wishes that were true. Okay? So, I have a platform. It's the new year. Now, this isn't Times Square, it's a better place. Right? It's Community Covenant Church. On July 1st, 2017. What's that? January. I say July. Man, you know what? I live. I live for the summer solstice. 
Okay, I also stayed up too late. But here's my point. It's July 1st. January 1st. I caught you. I caught you. All right, it's January 1st, okay, 2017. And I want to teach you something that if we just put it into practice, our lives, our world, and our church is going to be a better place. Are you ready? Okay. This is the verse that came to mind. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This is Bible memory time. We believe in the centrality of the Word of God here at Community Covenant Church. And so we're going to start out the year. I'm going to teach you a memory verse. Are you ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Let me hear you say it. Lean not on your own understanding. Go ahead. No, no. Say it again like you mean it. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him. Are you ready? There's a promise attached to that. If you trust the Lord with all your heart, if you lean not on your own understanding, if in all of your ways you acknowledge Him, okay? Here we go. He will make your path straight. Say it. He Alright, now can we say this together? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. Amen and amen. Isn't that a good word from the Lord? Man, I think that it is. Okay? Uh, and if I were standing on the platform in Times Square on New Year's Eve, rather than encouraging people to live out the words to imagine, I would encourage them to imagine what the world would be like if we all trust in the Lord with all of our heart, if we lean not on our own understanding, if in all of our ways we acknowledged Him, right? He would make our paths straight. And that is good news. So, every year, perhaps you are included, people around the world make New Year's resolutions. And they center around one of three major areas of life. The first is health. And most associated with health is weight loss and exercise. Maybe some of you have made that resolution. Amen. Amen. Mike Alberts, you're running down to the, to the health club, right? Alright. The second is relationships. Relationships. And the third has to do with finances. The use of resources. Most New Year's resolutions fall somewhere into one of those broad categories. Now, I've got good news for you. Whether it is health, and by the way, you know, God cares about weight reduction. 
Some of us are carrying a very heavy burden and spiritual weight into the new year. And you know what the Lord says? He says, drop the weight. Don't carry it. Let me carry that burden for you. The Lord cares about spiritual weight reduction. And some of us need what? To drop some weight. That's right. And some of us need to engage in vigorous spiritual exercise. We need to exercise our faith. You know, the Lord cares about relationships too. Our relationship with Him, our relationship with one another, and our relationship with those who live in the world around us. Those who are in our influence, in our network. God cares about our relationships. And thirdly, God does care about our use of our resources. He cares about our stewardship of our time and of our treasure and of our talent. And so really, if we look into the new year, if we're trusting the Lord with all of our heart, if we're leaning not on our understanding, if in all of our ways we're acknowledging Him, He will make our paths straight. He wants to make our path straight in the area of our spiritual health, of our spiritual weight reduction and exercise. He wants what? To make our path straight in areas of relationship. In our relationship with Him, in our relationship with one another, in our relationship with people in the world around us where God has placed us. And God wants to set our path straight. He wants to direct us. He wants to guide us in a godly way for us to spend our resources, our time, our treasure, and our talent. Now, do you see how that verse applies in a spiritual sense, in a very broad sense, to all three major areas where people make New Year's resolutions? Do you see that? And He wants to do that for us as we trust Him in each of those areas of our life. You know, there's a, another verse that kind of correlates that. There's, there's more than another, but I want to share that with you too. Psalm 37, if you turn to that in your scripture. The, the verse we read from Psalm 23, again, has a very similar theme, but in Psalm 37, beginning in verse 3, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord. Can we say that together? Take delight in the Lord. Now there's a lot of things in my life that I take delight in. Some of those things I need to delight in a little less. They're good but they're not the best, right? But I need to delight in the Lord just a little bit more in some areas of my life. How about you? Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Okay, Larry Wood. Now, delighting in the Lord, 
doesn't mean that you're going to get that cabin that you own out there somewhere. It's going to turn into a beautiful retreat Taj Mahal-like place. You might even have indoor plumbing. That's not what it means. Just in case you were thinking, okay, Lord. Yeah, he lets me tease with him a little bit. What does it mean? It means that as I delight in the Lord and the Lord becomes more and more the focus of my heart and my delight, amazing things happen that His desires become my desires. Isn't that great? He somehow reprioritizes our life and gives us a new focus and we are inclined towards His heart And as we are inclined towards his heart, he gives us a new desire for the things he desires. And so that my desires and his desires become more in alignment. There's more, it's more congruent. It's good stuff. Now I know what you're saying. Pastor Todd, I've been this route before. I understand, but it seems like I get off to a good start. I make these spiritual resolutions And then it kind of falls by the wayside. I get in my old patterns and lo and behold, I find myself stumbling in areas of my life that that I really want to trust the Lord in. Any of you had that experience? Boy, I know I have. Thank you. Yeah. But if we read on in Psalm 37, I love verse 23. Are you ready? This is good stuff. This is worth being here on New Year's Day for. Psalm 37, 23. The Lord makes firm the steps of those who delight in Him. Though they stumble, they will not fall. That's good news. Why? For the Lord upholds them with His hand. Man. So as I begin this new year, and I'm trusting in Him, and I'm delighting in Him, and and the year moves on, and there are things in my life I'm struggling with, maybe I stumble, the good news is this. The Lord sets our feet on firm ground. And even when we stumble, we will not fall, because He holds on to us. Good news, isn't it? That even when we can't hold on to Him, He says, that's all right. Ken, I'm not letting you go. Larry, I'm not letting you go. Linda, I'm not letting you go. I got a hold of you. And I'm going to put your feet firmly planted. I'm going to take care of you. That's good news, isn't it? So, we read... In Jude, only 25 verses in Jude, Jude 24, there's a, there's a doxology or a benediction, if you will. And it says this, To him who is able to keep you from stumbling. Boy, that goes right back to Psalm 37, doesn't it? To him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. Man, that's good news. 
To the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. And so we enter the new year trusting the Lord. We enter the new year delighting in Him. We enter the new year and seeing our hearts transformed that more and more and more our desires are aligned with His desires. And we have confidence that even though we may stumble, He has a hold of us and He will not allow us to fall. And that's the good news we start the new year with. And as we do that, and before we move into um, a time of prayer and, and communion, I want to call your attention to the insert Super Wednesdays. Do you know that on Wednesdays beginning January 11th at 6 o'clock, starting with a meal together, then we go into groups, classes. We are addressing each of those areas that people make resolutions in. Spiritual health. Weight reduction. Vigorous spiritual exercise. We have classes that relate to that that will help you with your spiritual fitness. We have classes dealing with relationship. Relationship with each other. Relationship with God. We have classes dealing with stewardship. How we use our time and our talent and especially our treasure. All those things we're committed to. You know why? Because we're committed to trusting the Lord with all our heart in all areas of our life. To lean on our own understanding means to put all of our weight on the Lord. To lean all of our weight on Him. To acknowledge Him, right? And all of our ways means to include Him, to acknowledge Him, to give Him a place in every area of our life. As opposed to leaning in our own understanding and standing in Times Square and singing, Imagine. Right? And we have the promise that He will make our path straight. That's good news for the new year. That's good news. And that's how we want to begin. We as a mission priority at Community Covenant Church believe in the priority of prayer. And so this morning as we enter into our time of communion, we want to be intentional about prayer. About praying for one another. Uh, Chris Mitchell in a church staff meeting, Chris is our middle school director, brought up how in Korean culture... There is a custom of bringing in the new year, but of people praying for one another. Praying for youth, praying for children, praying for, for older generation. And, and how they bless one another by praying. And, and in that prayer, praying the best intentions of, of what they hope for the new year. And so I said, Chris, can you translate that into... Eagle River 2017 culture. And he says, that's easy, Pastor Todd. Why don't we just pray for one another? I said, wow, that translates. 
Prayer is universal, isn't it? It transcends culture and custom. And we can easily translate that. So we're going to do that this morning as we come into our time of communion. The first thing we're going to do is uh, Dana Chadwick, she is our, our uh, Sunday morning children's ministry director, is going to lead us in a time of prayer for our children. And so, Dana, if you'd come on up, let's get you the mic over here. Do you have that uh, mic ready to go? Okay. Let's go over to the front. And where are our kids? Kids, raise your hands. Raise your hands. It's on. Don't worry about it. We got you covered. Raise your hands, kids. Okay, Dana is going to pray for you right now. Okay, I got to see. Wave them one more time. I was focusing. Okay. Okay. Okay, I've, I've got you. Got you on my radar. Um, I just want to say, these kids here, amazing. It is my privilege to pray for you guys today. Um, yeah, you're just incredible. So if we all would bow our heads and pray. Lord, God, I just lift up the kids today, Lord. The kids of Community Covenant. God, I just pray all of your promises for them for blessing on their lives, Lord. I pray this year that you would be really made real to them, God, but that their hearts and their minds would be receptive to the things of you, Lord, and that they would be able to turn away from the things of the world, God. I thank you so much for their loving, sweet, tender hearts, God, and their desire to know you. And I just lift them up as you mold them and work them into the men and women of God. We know you want them to be God. I just pray that you would touch their lives. And I just pray that your grace and mercy would fill their lives this year. And I just pray that they would continue to run after you, Lord, to seek after you, um, to know you, to put your word in their heart, God. I thank you again for these young lives, Lord, and what you have in store for them. And I thank you for all your promises, God, and for dying on the cross for our sins, Lord. I lift these kids up to you, asking for a special blessing for them this year, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Dana. Okay, the next thing we want to do is we want to pray for the youth uh, of our church, youth, young adults, okay? And Mike Alberts, if you'd come up, Mike works with our uh, student ministry in the church. Mike, would you lead us in a time of prayer? I I was thinking about this in different people groups, but... um, Firstly, first, I would love for us to pray about uh, the youth as they start choosing their own way. Some find themselves lost or think they're lost. And so uh, I love in the Luke 15, the parable of how Jesus pursues the lost. There's the parable of the lost coin, um, the lost sheep, and the lost son, sons and daughters. So... Let's just pray for our youth in our community uh, on that aspect right now. Father, you love us. You love people. You love youth. Um, We think of...
kids as they are forming into adults that uh, they're just trying to figure out what is life about, where is life found. And a lot of us have chosen paths that take us away from life. God, we pray that your goodness that would sh- be seen, we pray for light to be seen as light, for darkness to be seen as darkness, for hope to be found in you. I, we know, God, that as any child turns toward you, you desire to be right there and to answer prayer. And so we just lift up kids um, in our community that they would seek life where it can be found. And we thank you that your desire is for them. And then I wanted to go to Isaiah. Um, pray for young men. I still pray this for me, so I don't know if I'm quite young anymore, but uh, for men in general, from Isaiah 32.2, God, would you make this true of our men, of our young men, that each one of them will be like a shelter from the wind and a refuge from the storm, like streams of water in the desert. Jesus, that's just like you. You are a shelter from the wind for people. You are a refuge from the storm. You are like a stream of water in the desert. Jesus, would we want to walk in you, walk with you in, in your ways this year? And then in Isaiah 58, for our young ladies, may the Lord guide you always. Uh, He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like spring whose waters never fail. And then join me, lastly, in praying for, for our youth in our church here. You will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. God, we we think about all that we're called to be and become. And we we pray for kids as they they feel the pressure of the world to answer the questions about where life is found and what life is about. And uh, God, I I pray that they would see you for who you are, that they would wear, they'd have the heart to trust you, that they're loved, and that they could walk in your journey. Um, They could take their place in your story. So we pray for hope to abound for kids in our community and in our church. We pray for life, for new decisions of faith and trust. We pray uh, that we would walk in your ways, that we would rebuild things that are broken, that we restore things that have been torn down. We'd raise up age-old foundations, and we would set our, our church on a new course of life and, and health. So we pray for our youth in that way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Mike. Chris, where are you? Come on up, Chris. Chris Mitchell uh, directs our middle school ministry, and Chris is going to pray for those of us who are parents and grandparents and influence uh, others in a parental way. Um, gosh, whenever I was praying about what to pray for, <laughs> um, so I, I was really encouraged um, to think that we're not just raising 
children. We're not raising our sons and our daughters, but we're raising up brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think sometimes we forget that and we emphasize on being the father and being a mother um, and not on who the Lord should be in their life and um, who they should be. Um, and we forget that. And so, and who the Lord should be in our life. You know, we, we hope so much for the, their future that sometimes we forget that the Lord's not done with us yet. And, uh, and so we drive them, pushing them ahead instead of making a way in front of them. Um, so I'd just like to play, pray a blessing on you. Um, that you find strength in the Lord and that you move forward in faith, giving an example for your children to follow, um, and be encouraged that the Lord isn't done with you, and that your work is just the beginning, really. Holy Father God, I just lift up the men and women of this congregation, that they may know who you are, and they may know that you're not just the God of yesterday, but you're a God of tomorrow. And you have a tomorrow for them. And you've called them to live into the future, to make new paths, to do new works, Lord, that your glory um, is still coming. Um, that tomorrow is better than yesterday. Um, so I thank you for that. I thank you for them. Lord, I just uh, I pray for strength. And I, I pray um, that they remember who you were so they know who you are. So that they can do what you've called them to do. Amen. Thank you, Chris. Pastor Tyler, would you come on up and pray and then uh, kind of give us a little instruction as we move into our communion time. So a couple comments and then a prayer that I want to finish with a passage from Ephesians chapter 3 for us as a church. But, uh, you know, when I was a young man... um, there, there was a lot of uh, young ladies out there, and um, I just needed to find one, right, to get married to, and uh, one that wanted me, and I, I really lucked out, but, but my, my point is, is that I feel like I had sort of the smorgasbord to choose from, right, but then once I get married, I realize I'm called to be a husband uh, to my wife, and when I have kids, I'm, I'm called to be their father. Nobody else is. And similarly, when we came to Eagle River, um, we started looking at it and said, well, where, where do we want to go to church? And where do we feel like God's called us? We feel like we have all these choices. And I didn't come here uh, initially to be on staff. I came here because we felt like this is where we were supposed to go. But, but it was kind of a choice, you know. And, and then um, living in Eagle River is that way, too. So sometimes our station in life, um, we're, we're, we're a culture that just really values choice. And we have all these choices and we get to choose. Um, and yet on the back side of that, there's another perspective that God calls, right? 
I'm called to be a husband to my my wife. I'm called to be a a father to my children. And uh, I I chose to come to this church, but on the backside, I read God has called me to be here. I'm not talking about being a pastor on staff. I'm talking about the places in life that God calls us to be. So my prayer for us as churches and adults is we have a sense of our calling in life. Our station that God wants. He has us here for a purpose. He has this church and this community for a purpose. And uh, it's on the front side looking out. It looks like we just choose and we go about our life. On the back side, God calls. And uh, I want us to lean into that. Would you pray with me? Um, Father in heaven, I, I just, uh, as we pray, we're so grateful for your calling in your own son's life. What he did for us and bringing us into your family. And uh, Lord, I'm, I'm just thinking about the message that Jesus had of love. I'm reminded that he told his disciples, look, if you, if you really learn to love one another, people will be able to tell that you love me, that you follow me. So for us as a church, may we, uh, in the course of life and making our choices, may we be sensitive to your calling. May we be sensitive to your, your love. Uh, this year, Lord, as we look forward to 2017, if we're going to be a place of hope, healing, and wholeness, um, I pray that we would learn to love one another more, that people would see that hope and healing and wholeness in us. And help us, Lord, to be people who don't just wait for others to lead, but we hear your voice and we follow. Now, a prayer blessing from Ephesians chapter 3. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power to work within us, Community Covenant Church, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. As we receive communion, we have um, a, f- a few folks who are going to serve us today, and they'll be at the at the various stations. And um, we have the communion cups like we typically do, and we have the crackers as we typically do. But they'll they'll be holding them, and they'll say the 
the body of Christ for you and the blood of Christ for you. And I invite you to just go when you're ready. And after Todd leads us through the words, communion. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Tyler. Hey, for God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his only son. So whoever would believe in him would not perish, right? But have eternal life. We don't have to imagine that being true. That is true. And we have a marvelous gift of forgiveness of sin and eternal life through God's Son, Jesus Christ, the one who is the way and the truth and the life. And so on the night in which He was betrayed the night before he went to the cross. He gathers disciples. He took bread and he gave thanks. He broke it and he gave it to them saying, This is my body, which is broken for you. Whenever you eat this, eat this in remembrance of me. He took the cup. And he said, this is the cup of the new covenant which is poured out in my blood. Whenever you drink this, drink this in remembrance of me. So that whenever we gather as we do this morning, and we eat the bread and we drink from the cup, we declare... Christ's death is sacrifice on the cross until he comes again. And the good news is, Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ is coming again. Amen? Amen. As you're ready, as Pastor Tyler is instructed, go back to communion station. Also, if you have a child who isn't able to take communion uh, at the prayer station, There'll be a very special prayer of blessing for your child. Uh, hold on to the cup. And Pastor Tyler, uh, would you lead us in, in the cup when it's time? Uh, so take the, the cracker, bring your cup back, and we'll celebrate that together. Go as you're ready.
All the way my Savior leads me Who will I to ask beside? How could I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? All the way my Savior leads me And choose each winding path I tread And gives me grace for every trial Feeds me with the living breath You lead me And keep me from falling You carry me close to your heart And surely Goodness and mercy will follow me Invite us to stand and let's drink together the blood of the new covenant of our Lord Jesus.